Welcome to the Get Your Writing Done podcast. I'm Trevor Thrall, author of the 12-week year for writers. In last week's podcast, we talked about the importance of having a clear and compelling vision for your writing. But it can be difficult to craft that vision when you're just starting out, and maybe you haven't written anything yet, or when you don't feel like you can really call yourself a writer because it isn't your day job. And when that's the case, the journey to becoming comfortable thinking of yourself as a writer can take some serious effort, not only plenty of writing, but also efforts to organize your life in order to make the necessary room for your writing identity and vision to emerge and take shape. Today I'm talking with Keely Thrall, romance writer and sister of the podcast. Keely shares with us how she got the writing bug and her evolution from what she calls a writer who doesn't write to a writer who writes every morning and now teaches and mentors other writers. Keely, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Great to see you today. Good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, family first, right? Uh, it's good to have family as the first guest on the podcast. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited because uh, you and I have been talking about writing for many, many years now. I mean, I, I don't even know how many years that would be. Um, but this is the first time we're going to talk about writing uh, together in front of other people, which I think is kind of exciting. That's, uh, you know, after a lifetime of writing on both our parts, um, to finally be doing this feels uh, appropriate in some way. So thanks for joining me. Um, so just for our um, our audience here, uh, Kiel, why don't you tell us what you're writing? What are you working on right now? Right. So I'm working on um, sort of globally a uh, uh, series of romances uh, connected uh, through the heroes, the three brothers uh, and a dad. Um, and I'm working on the middle brothers story right now. They're contemporary romance uh, with uh, what in the romance world we call a high heat level. Um, so uh, lots of fun. Lots of fun. Fantastic. Fantastic. And, you know, one of the things that I'm not sure we've ever discussed uh, but I would really like to know now is when exactly did you get the writing bug? Cause I, I can't remember when that must've been. I, you know, it's, it's actually hard for me to remember as well. I, I know that in high school, when I first started reading romance, um, I have uh, some memories of jotting down like, Oh, I'm going to have a heroine and she's going to go to a ball and like, writing down what the, like the ball gown looked like, <laughs> but like not having any idea, like where to go from there. And then I remember also like, uh, um, well, my hero is going to be named Leo and my heroine's going to be named Kitty. And isn't that cute? <laughs> and I like, again, didn't know where to go. Right. Um, then um, college mostly read, um, you know, sort of worked on my writing because that's what you do in, in college, but yeah. not any sort of fiction writing. Um, and then um, in graduate school, I went to graduate school for um, film and video production and um, took a screenwriting class and I just blew at it. I was so bad, um, <laughs> <laughs> like really bad. Um, <laughs> and um, I think that's where I first uh, got a taste of perfectionism. Um, oh, so we'll come mm -hmm. back to that. But um, uh but I kind of knew then, I think that's when I really first started describing myself as a writer who didn't write. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, that's a good pivot because, you know, from 
from being a being a person who writes for school or who has thought about it some but hasn't jumped in yet i mean to go from there where you were back say in college to where you are today when i and i think anyone who meets you and talks to you for more than about 5 minutes um knows what a big part of your life writing now is and so i think it would be really interesting for folks if you could just kind of walk us through that that journey that evolution that you made from a kid in college who was thinking about it but hadn't done it yet to to where you are now you've written all sorts of stuff right uh so after graduate school i uh was I guess maybe actually in graduate school, like right at the tail end, I was interning at an editing, um, uh, a video editing house. And uh, this guy came in to get his, um, his little PSA, not PSA, but like his advertising, self-advertising video. He was called the question man. I mean, basically looked like the Riddler. He had a suit <laughs> with question marks on it. And he basically was flogging a book that was like how to get free money, like 5 million ways to get free money. Well, one of, I'm not sure how this connects with free money, but um, one of the things that was listed in, in that book was the Romance Writers of America. I had never heard of them before, mm-hmm. and, um, and they, but they had a phone number. So I called them up and I said, what is this organization? Um, and um, I had actually, uh, I guess this was before grad school was over. Um, I'd had a like an inkling that maybe uh, as a reader of romance, I might uh, do a video, like a, a documentary about oh. romance writers. Um, then I went to my first meeting and I was like, oh, this is cool. Oh, you mean anybody can join? Mm-hmm. I'll join, <laughs> you know? And so then I just started going to meetings. Um, and uh occasionally would like get the inspiration to write a scene or something like that. And I'd share it with like my one friend in the organization. And she says, Oh, Keely, you have such a great voice, write more. And be like, but what? (laughs) 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 Um, So that, that continued for a few years um, where I was doing a lot of intensive um, study, right? It's really easy for me to learn things, especially Mm -hmm. when I'm motivated Mm -hmm. by interest uh, and it's comfortable, right? Like if I, there's no outcome that is necessary, I can stay in learn mode forever. Sure. Um, but then I was invited into um, a critique group. Uh, so right, I have to like show my work. So I got about three chapters into a, a paranormal romance, a fantasy romance, um, where I killed off a character who was really uh, charming and um, fun. And um, it kind of brought the tone of the book, like I had no idea where to go. Right. So I quit writing. I started to kept going to uh, classes and I kept going to, um, uh, to uh, my critique group, but I had no idea what to write. Well, that critique group kind of faded away and I entered into a new critique group and um, they're like, well, uh, send us your stuff. And um, they're like, well, does this guy have to die? I'm like, no. <laughs> um, but what was more than once, but he doesn't have to stay dead. Right. He, doesn't <laughs> have to stay dead. he could be just mostly dead. Right. And so that's what I ended up doing. He started, he was mostly dead, stabbed, bar fight. As you know, bar fights and fantasy kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, but um, 
what was cool about this uh, this second critique group is that um, Romance Writers of America for a long time had a uh, an international contest for unpublished writers called the Golden Heart, and we compacted to um, write our manuscripts and send them into this contest. So the contest had a, a date that you had to send it in by mm-hmm. and had All a word deadline. Yes. And a, uh, a word count that you had to reach. So it was 50,000 words, something I had never considered being capable of writing. Yeah. Like, well, how many pages is that? I still like, you can do the math, but it's a lot it of pages. Was more than a 20 page term paper, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, with this sort of shared goal and the excitement of a deadline, all this sort of thing, um, well, I, I finaled. Uh, yay, huge accomplishment for like my first manuscript, right? Big, big deal. Um, and then I didn't know what to do to revise it. <laughs> so I didn't write for a while. <laughs> Still went to critique groups. Um, uh, at that point, um, am I still answering the right question here? <laughs> you sure are. Evolution <laughs> okay, of a writer. Evolution of a writer. Okay, so at that point, um, at that point, I guess I'd been in RWA for about uh, 10 years. I'd done a lot of volunteer work, so I had a pretty good network of people. I had my critique group. Um, but what, um, what came after the um, Golden Heart was um, my critique group started meeting on the weekends for writing dates. So we sort of merged um, work and pleasure, right? Work and our community. Sounds uh, like a good day. No, it was fantastic, but they were sporadic. Um, You know, uh, we might get two or three sessions in a month, but um, that's not. um, And was was that the primary time that you would write or would you write other days as well? Mostly just on the weekends. Mostly Mm -hmm. just on the weekends. So so basically, so we start from being a writer who doesn't write to being a writer who writes when inspired uh, to being a writer who could figure out how to write under a deadline um, to being a writer who, um, writes sporadically, right? Writes mm-hmm. when, when there's an appointment. Um, at the same time, I uh, started um, actually meeting up with a friend who was a stay-at-home mom uh, once a week uh, for a Tuesday uh, dinner and, and writing. That ended up morphing into something we call now Tuesday Night Writes. Uh, and for a good 10 years, um, every Tuesday, I just invite anybody who want to come. We would break bread together, and then we'd write for a couple of hours. And when we we'd end the group and uh, sort of check in, hey, how was your spring? Yeah. yeah. Um, at some point in there, I realized that um, writing dates are really good for me, <laughs> and I became more intentional about them. Yeah. Um, and so. Um, and then also about five years in, so about maybe four or five years ago, um, I um, got involved with uh, uh, the Better Faster Academy. So there's a, a, a strength finder, a, a Gallup strength finders coach uh, named Becca Syme, and she is a writer herself, and she coaches thousands of writers. And um, she strength finders is one of those personality tests that you can kind of figure out like how you float through the world, um, yep, yep. You interpret the world, all that sort of thing. Working with her 
uh, she asked me this very important question. So one of the things I really like to do is to um, mentor other people and support other people and share them on their way. It's just endemic to who I am. If I, if I, if I don't have that outlet, then I am, I get depressed. Right. <laughs> just right sure. Um, but so uh, she, she asked me a question um, that basically was like, in five years, are you going to be happy that you uh, mentored all these other people to get their books out um, and be, you know, basically happy that you haven't gotten your book out or, um, or, or like, is that a, is that a, is that a happy future for you? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Is that the vision uh, you're looking for? Yeah. No, <laughs> you know, I still want to help people. I still want to mentor and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, then I, um, then I got a, more intentional. I think I've always been serious about my writing, but more intentional and um, figuring out how my habit systems needed to um, change in order to um, just get more content out. So based on that, on her advice or her question, you know, her illuminating question, what is it do you want, Keely? Not what other people want, but what do you want? Um, I started going into work and writing for an hour before work every yeah. day. Yeah. And then when COVID hit, I took a few months off, like a lot of people, and then um, had a an afternoon sort of cohort class or whatever that asked another defining question. Um, if not now, when? And then the follow-up, of course, if not you, who? And I was like, well, okay, I'm done taking a rest from writing. I I... I always feel guilty when I'm not writing. So it's always <laughs> when I'm in a writing habit. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, set up a, a zoom with, um, you know, a dozen people we meet in the mornings, we meet on the weekends and we've gotten a lot of writing done during the last you know year and a half. Fantastic. That's really awesome. Yeah. So, so as you look back over, over that evolution that you've kind of been through, what were the things that were sort of most important, do you think, in in helping you move forward, in helping you embrace the feeling that, you know, you were a writer or or that that built the identity that where you started just feeling like I'm right? Because I, I talked to a lot of people who <clears throat> I think imposter syndrome or they don't give themselves permission to 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 write because they feel like. I haven't passed whatever test that the universe is supposed to give me that proves I'm a writer. And so they tiptoe around or they don't do it. They don't feel comfortable. They don't show people things, but you've kind of been through these. What were the, what were the most important things for you? Do you think? Um, So one of the first um, important things was showing my work to other people, right? Getting, Mm -hmm. Getting feedback, getting honest feedback, getting routine feedback, I, I didn't agree with everything uh, any of my critique oh. people said, but it didn't matter. It was a perspective that I was able to, you know, do something with. Um, uh, entering contests, same sort of idea that sure. those are people that they don't know you're supposed to be funny. So if they liked it, <laughs> maybe you had something, right? Absolutely. Um, so honest feedback. Little honest feedback. Um, then another was, uh, you know, this does, I think, dovetail with the um, imposter syndrome, but um, a big theme in my life has been waiting for permission. Yeah. And um, so 
that's a kind of like waiting for inspiration or waiting for mm-hmm. somebody else to invite me to a writing date. I, um, I now reach out for what I want. Yeah. I also um, no longer feel guilty that I'm not internally motivated to write, that I need an external structure. Yeah. And I make that internal structure happen. Absolutely. Create the structure and then obey, right? Yeah. That's a, that is a very common well, theme, I think, in a lot of the literature about you know, motivating yourself. Um, I think a lot of people, maybe all of us, uh, need some version of that to be our most sort of happily productive selves. Yeah. Work with the flow, not against the flow. Right. And then like, don't punish yourself for being the way you are. Right. Help yourself to be better at how you are. Exactly. That's a real strengths finder sort of. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I I used to beat myself up for what I call puttering all the time because I would hit a point where my, what my deep work was done for the day for whatever reason I would, of course, always feel guilty if I stopped, you know, doing research or writing, but it turned out that I was missing the fact that my puttering always, always centered around some other interests. And when I figured out that it was my puttering that led me to all my new and innovative creative projects, I stopped feeling so guilty. And I realized I need to just obey who I am and, and lean into that because that actually turns out to be a great source of inspiration, motivation, fun, and yeah. so on. So yeah. that's good advice. Yeah. I mean, I, you introduced me to the term, if you can't do offense, do defense, Yeah. right? Like if you are you know, not even if you're blocked, but if you're sort of done with a segment and it's not time to move forward, there are other things that you can do that Absolutely. will keep you uh, in you know, either in your lane or jumping into a new lane, but still mm-hmm. going in the direction you want to go in, that sort yeah. of thing. So. Right, right. And and RWA, that's been such a big part of your sort of time in, in the Washington, D.C. area, which is yeah. coming up on a long time now. But, but um, having a community seems like it's been a really big bolster and support for you, but both your writing groups of which, you know, you've been a part and started so many, but also RWA, that's been a really interesting part yeah. of your life. Yeah. I, um, I never, I, you know, at the beginning of it, it wasn't in, I mean, it was intentional to go to the first meeting, right. Of course, but I had no idea what, what would come from it. Right. So I didn't know there was a community out there. I didn't know I needed a community. Um, like there's so many things I would have told my younger self, you know? <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I, um, if I, I have always, hmm, all right. So it's hard to talk about RWA now um, because for the last couple of years, um, uh, RWA has um, been reverberating with the same things that are going on in our in our um, country as a whole, right? We've had um, reckonings with um, uh, uh, systemic racial injustice and, um, and that's been hard, right? As a, as a white woman, I got a lot out of RWA. Um, so I can speak to that. I did. It was a great mentoring system for me. I just need to acknowledge that it wasn't always a great mentoring yeah. system for everybody else. Um, but, you know, I think I have a metaphor for my life on, uh, that, um, that I 
got in college, uh, one of the one of the dorms that I was in had a dining room uh, table that was round. All the other ones were square. This one was round, kind of over in a nook corner with a window. Um, and uh, it got to be sort of midway through the first semester. Um, people would just kind of join us, right? Join the table or whatever. And the question was always, hey, is there room? And the answer was always, um, there's always room at the round table. And my conception of RWA is that there was always room. It didn't matter what you wrote. It didn't matter where you were on your journey of writing. Yeah. Um, it didn't matter what your goals were around the writing. Um, it mattered that you wanted to show up and to be yeah. a part of this community. Absolutely. Um, and that the community was also centered on like love is love, right? Yeah. At least my section of the community, love is love. Um, so that was huge. Uh, so that's RWA as a national organization. I think it had good bones. It had good DNA. Mm -hmm. And then my organization, Washington Romance Writers, um, have some of the best foundational um, uh, DNA for how to be a group, right? Mm -hmm. it, is, um, it is supportive. Um, it has been welcoming. Again, speaking from a white person's point of view, it hasn't always been that. Yeah. I do think we've gotten uh, better, more intentional. Um, and as a group, we're stronger now for having gone through the troubles that we had. Mm -hmm. So if you were going to give some advice to your younger self or to others out there, maybe younglings, uh, maybe people who are trying to figure out where writing is going to fit into their life. And, uh, you know, I know this is especially hard for people who have day jobs that don't maybe allow them a lot of flexibility, but what are some, what are some of these keys? If you had to sort of wrap it up for people, what are the two or three things that would really help? Um, so community, I think, is important. Um, figuring out why you write. I, I'm not all that huge on the purpose-driven life, but figuring out like what kind of writing you want to do, how you want to go about doing it, like do some exploration around that early sure. so that you can figure out whether or not you need to feel guilty that you don't write every day or, sure. you know, um, and then, and then sort of combined with that is, how do you act in the world? Are you someone who needs external structure? Are you someone who uh, needs to um, uh, write in, you know, yeah, how you act in the world is an important one. Yeah. Sorry not to be more specific than that, but. Um, know, know thyself, right? That's, I mean, that's, a, you know, what yeah. do you, what do you need? What do you want? Where are you trying to get in your life with your writing? I mean, those are some basic right. questions that are, Probably good starting places, yeah. And then I guess the maybe the last one there that's again sort of a more overarching um, thing is um, twofold, I guess. Be willing to experiment, mm. uh, test things out. You know, write alone, write with people, write online, write for for an audience, write for yourself, all that sort of thing. Um, different. Uh, lengths, different formats, different everything, right? Because yeah. just because you think you're a fiction writer, maybe you're not. Maybe you're actually right. a blog writer. Maybe you're, a, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, and then the other one is in the exploration, um, um, be kind to yourself because not everything's going to work, yeah. right? 
So it's not about perfectionism. It's about kind of figuring out who and how, um, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that, yeah. right. I think, yeah, that, that resilience is something that I think all writers have to build, um, you know, over time because you can't do everything right the first time, second time, 30th time. Uh, and you know, you'll get pushback and negative feedback, uh, for anything you publish or write ever. So you it can't be about being perfect. Uh, that's for darn sure. I don't, I've never written anything. Somebody couldn't find something to criticize roundly. So, and and you, you know. might be the first person to criticize it, right? Also, I mean, <laughs> also probably true. Well, I saw the inside, so. <laughs> right, right. right. There's a, a great Ira Glass. Um, I don't know if it's a video or, or just audio um, where he talks about how, uh, new artists, um, uh, they have taste, right? They've gotten into the arts because they have some level of taste. Um, And yet what their first efforts are uh, suck. So they think they suck or whatever. And what they have really is just a growth arc they need to be on. So stay with your growth arc, don't give up, right? Um, But mostly I think I'd tell people like, get a move on. You don't have all, all your life. I mean, you do have all your life, but like, you don't um, know how long that's going to be yeah. <laughs> not to be gross, but you yeah. know, <laughs> but, but then like balancing that, right. Balancing that is um, you're not behind start now, right. You're not behind. Yeah. Now is a good place to start. Now is a Absolutely. Good place. It's the only place you can start. Absolutely. Well, on that note, Gail, thanks again so much for joining us today. Um, Everybody out there, start now. And until we see you again, happy writing. Thanks so much.